Welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and we're glad to have you with us here today in the House of Faith. we got a great broadcast in store for you. I want to make sure you've got your Bible. If you want to, get a notebook, get something to take some notes with. I just want to say thank you for giving us this opportunity to come into your life with the Word of God. And you are, what you're doing right now by taking this time in the Word, you're honoring God. And He said, those who honor me, I will honor. So Sarah and I are in agreement with with you today that you are going to see the honor of God Amen. in your life. He's going to honor you with his presence. He's going to honor you with miracles, honor you with healing power, honor you with provision. When Amen. God honors you, you know it. Mm -hmm. You feel it. It shows up in your life. And just by taking time today to spend some time in, in his word, you open up a door of access for him to go to work in your life. Hey, listen, good things are happening in our lives. Good things are happening here at Pearson's Ministries at Legacy Studios. For those of you who don't know, Sarah and I have made a pretty big move over the last six, seven months of our life. We moved our entire family and our ministry from Fort Worth, Texas to here, Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. Where's Green Mountain Falls? We're just outside Colorado Springs and we are in a beautiful place. The Lord's given us this place. We're so excited about it. And the, the most exciting thing is that Legacy Church is soon to come and good things are happening. Uh, most of you may know that we've been involved in a buy up and build out project which would enable us to pay off this entire facility that we're in that we're in right now. We're in a 30,000 square foot facility on 151 acres of beautiful mountain land and the Lord has instructed us to claim $100 a square foot per th for that whole 30,000 square feet. That would enable us to pay this place off get it paid for and build out the sanctuary in preparation for Sunday morning services. And we're making awesome progress. I think the last time we talked, we were somewhere around uh, 68% complete. Well, now we're up over 70% complete in that project. All the money to do the sanctuary reconstruction and remodel is in the bank, ready to go, just waiting on some permitting. Mm -hmm. We've got contractors lined up. We're ready for it. We're ready for church. We are ready for church. <laughs> but if you want to be a part of this project with us, you are certainly welcome to do so. Come into agreement with us in faith that everything we need will have, that any hindrance or delay will be removed in Jesus' name. And if you want to be a part of this project financially, you're welcome to do that as well. Go before the Lord, find out if you've got a part to play in it. And if you do and you want to give and be a part of the Buy Up and Build Out project, you can give online, pearsonsministries.com. You can give via text message. Just text LTV and any dollar amount to the number 28950. That'll go right into this Buy Up and Build Out project. Or if you'd like to write a check, you can do that as well. Use the address that you see there on your screen. If you just like licking on envelopes and stamping letters, then go for it. Do it. If you want that to go into that buy up and build out project, just make sure you include a note somewhere that says buy up, build out or bubbo as we call it around here, B-U-B-O. And that's going to go right into that project and be a part of this thing with us. And, and as you do, you're going to see what your giving is doing. I mean, the sanctuary is getting built out. The children's areas are getting built out. The site plan and the exterior is getting developed in good, good, good things. And then happening. you need to come visit us. Please. Yeah. We absolutely. want to see you in person. We do. 
We do. We'd love for you to come visit and see it. As soon as Sunday mornings are up and rolling, you are more than welcome to come be a part of this. <laughs> Father, we thank you today for every good thing that you're doing, all the great things that are happening and the greater things that are yet to come. We pray over everybody watching and listening to this broadcast today. We call them blessed in the name of Jesus. Give us eyes that see, ears that hear, and hearts that understand. As we open your word today, speak to us by your Holy Spirit and change our lives forever in the way that only you and your word can do. We thank you for your anointing, your anointing to preach it, your anointing to hear it and receive it. We give you all the praise for the great things that are yet to come. You're the author and the finisher of our faith and the good work you've begun in us. You're faithful to finish it in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Sarah, I want to get back into the word together today. We, we began talking on last week's broadcast about having an atmosphere of faith and love. We looked at several verses. I won't take the time to go back and look at all of them, but there are verses of scripture from the book of Ephesians, from the book of Colossians, from 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, where Paul is writing to these individual churches, <clears throat> but he's saying almost verbatim the same thing. He's saying to them, I can't stop praying for you. I haven't stopped giving thanks for you. When I heard about your faith in Jesus and your love that you have for each other. And he said it to, to these churches, one right after the other. Just as an example, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, he wrote and said, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. And what he was talking to them about <clears throat> was the atmosphere that they were experiencing in these churches. And when people either brought word personally back to Paul or communicated it in letters, they said, this is what's happening in these places. These places are full of faith and these people are full of love. And right now, as we stand at the precipice of this church, getting ready to open these doors, determining what we want the atmosphere of Legacy Church to be, it's so plain and clear to me through scriptures that this is what we're supposed to have, that we are supposed to have a place where people walk into a different air, where the air they breathe is faith, where the air they breathe is love. And that's possible. We can have that in this church where faith is not just the topic of our sermon, but it's the air in the room where love is not just the topic of the message series that we're in, but it's literally the air that people are breathing. And it's different than the air they came from in their office or maybe even in their homes, but they're walking into the house of God full of this kind of air. But what the Lord began showing us uh, months ago was that it's not just supposed to be God's house that has this kind of air in it. It's supposed to be our house. That the Pearson's household is supposed to be one of faith and love. And, and when the Lord began dealing with us about that, it was, it was convicting to me because it really showed up some ways in my own uh, role as a husband, in my role as a dad, where I had let some, some not so good air into our house at times. Times where, you know, you're in the middle of building this church and it, there's, it just seems like it's intense and there's a tendency to get heavy and to get intense about things. But if you're not watchful over that and you don't realize it, you're letting this air into the house and everybody can feel it. 
Am I right? I mean, you don't have to tell on me too much, but am I right? Did we experience that a little bit? Absolutely. And so when the Lord began dealing with us that this is the kind of air He wants in His house, I saw right away, it's the kind of air He wants in our house too. Mm -hmm. He wants our kids breathing faith and breathing love. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it on last week's broadcast that that's what we want our kids to say mm -hmm. 20 years from now when they're gone out of our home. I guess it could be even sooner than that. We don't have to talk about that, but <laughs> it could be. We want them looking back on the time they spent growing up at home. We want them to be able to say it was a place full of faith and a place full of love mm -hmm. because this is what matters. And I, and I thought in moving on in this, I was going to ask you to read a scripture from the book of Isaiah. Would you turn to Isaiah chapter 32 and read verse 18? And the reason I'm asking Sarah to read this verse is because this is the verse that she has stood on for years mm -hmm. when it came to our house and believing God for the kind of house that we wanted our family to grow up in. And we're living in it now, the, the physical place. But I want us to look at this and, and apply it not just to the house and the structure itself, but to the, to the atmosphere that we're growing up in. Read Isaiah 32, 18 to us. Well, you have to preface it with why the Lord gave me the scripture. Please, yeah, preach, girl. So we were living in a house that was not my dream house in Fort Worth. And actually we bought this house and we moved in and that night, in the middle of the night, all of a sudden we heard trains hmm. go about, it sounded like they were about two minutes away. So they sound like they were in the backyard. They sound like they were in the backyard going every stop, maybe seven in a row, seven stops in a row. That night it was going to bed. It was going to bed around nine o'clock when I heard the train and it was so loud and I did a quick Google search and realized we were less than a mile from a train crossing and less than three miles from six train yes. crossings. And I was... And they went off all night I was long. so tired and I had the thought, Lord, how could I have missed it this bad and bought a house this close to train tracks? This is not peaceful. This is not good. I didn't even know it or realize it. I think we were in the middle of so much. Yeah. And anyway... I laid there and I just began to weep, weep, cry in my bed. I was just exhausted in the natural. And I cried out to the Lord. I said, Lord, help me. Help, you know, I'm going to cry about it now, thinking, thinking through it. But Lord, help me. What do I do? And immediately I heard the scripture so clear in my heart. Isaiah 32, 18. My people will dwell in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. And I said, Lord, I am going to stand on that scripture. And for a year we stood on that scripture. Why well, I didn't know a few months later yeah. that the Lord was going to deal, up, deal with, start dealing with us about pastoring and to go find where the church was. And we picked up and we came here. We found the location, much to our surprise, living there. We had no idea we were going to be picking up our lives and moving across the country to Colorado. And we get here and we found the church. And this very same week, uh, I had a realtor lady that was a friend. She said to me, there's this house I want you to go see. And we weren't even looking yet for a house. And she took us to this house. And we had written in our vision books 
vision list just like months before that, all the things we were believing God for. We wanted somewhere that was quiet. We wanted acreage where we could get quiet and peaceful. We wanted trees everywhere. We wanted a gate that was secure. We wanted just all these things. And we pulled up to this house and it was everything that the scripture stated. It was a peaceful habitation and it was a secure dwelling. It had a gate <laughs> and it was quiet. You barely heard a car coming from miles away. And I, I thought, wow, this is it because this is the scripture God gave me. And he is so faithful to watch over his word and perform it in our lives. And he did it and he gave it to us. And it's, it is the house that we believe God for for 10 years. It's peace. That's all I could, the only way I could describe it. Now, think about all that. And Sarah's done a great job describing it. It is a, it's a magnificent place. And it's, it was the first place we looked at. And I think kind of only place. We might have gone to see one other and everything just sort of paled in comparison to that. But you think about that in, on, in every natural way. It's a, it's a beautiful place, got a beautiful view. It's surrounded by beautiful things. But what if what was going on inside the house what if it was full of strife? What if it was full of bitterness, animosity, anger, arguing? Then let me ask you, would it matter? No. It would it matter what it looked like outside? No. So when the Lord promises us a peaceful habitation, a safe place, a secure place, I believe it has as much, if not more, to do with the atmosphere inside the home than it does even what's going on around you. Oh yeah. And, and looking at that over the last couple of days and studying about what it means to have a peaceful habitation, I looked this up and the word habitation, among other things, of course, it means a, a home or a place to stay, but I like this definition of it from Strong's Concordance. It was not just a home, but a lovely home, a lovely home. Now we think of a lovely home as a place that looks good, but I want you to change your thinking about that. A lovely home is not just a place that looks lovely, but a lovely home is one that has the love of God in it. Well, think about it. Everything that's beautiful on the outside starts beautiful on the inside. Mm. It has to make its way from the inside to the outside. Yeah. And so for years and years, it's cultivating an atmosphere of love and peace and mm. joy in our home has opened the door for these things. And we haven't had this forever. Right. And it's just, a, it's been so special to watch the Lord do it um, through on the inside first. Yeah. We prosper outwardly after our soul prospers, sure. after we prosper inwardly. And um, I think, you know, just even cultivating that within our family and our children and, yeah. and, and having that atmosphere is what's made a way for us to have more Part of, part of cultivating that is protecting it mm -hmm. because, I, you know, I don't want to paint just like uh, this rosy picture that there's nothing that ever goes wrong or goes bad. But one of the things I will say that I'm so thankful for about Sarah is that she and I both, we don't let it go on. Mm -hmm. If there is an argument or if there is a disagreement or if there is strife, we recognize it quick and we shut it down. Why? Again, because atmosphere matters. Mm -hmm. It matters. And I'm challenging you today. Don't let these things go on in your house. If the air you've been breathing is one full of strife, then shut it down at all costs. Let there be no strife. Mm -hmm. We'll talk more about that. But I want to look at the book of Luke. 
chapter 10. Turn there with me. Luke chapter 10. Just look at the first verse and read several verses here. It says in Luke chapter 10, verse 1, After these things the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before His face into every city and place where He Himself was about to go. And He said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into His harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves, carrying neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. Now listen to verse 5. He says, But what Whatever house you enter. So he's talking to them about going into a house. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. Verse 6, and if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. So Jesus is giving his disciples sort of a crash course in ministry here. He's sending them out and he said, now listen, you are going to go into a house. As you go into these cities, you're going to find a house to go into. And he, he, this is what Jesus said, I want you to do. I want you to go into the house. And the first thing you do is say peace to this house. But notice this. He said in verse six, if a son of peace is there. One translation says, if a lover of peace is there. What's going to happen? Your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. You know, I've always read these verses from the perspective of being one that Jesus is sending out. You know, you're a minister and Jesus is sending you out into ministry and he's telling you what to do. But I've, I've never until recently stopped to think about it from the perspective of the homeowner. I mean, imagine if Jesus... Jesus the Christ has just sent his disciples out and he sent them into your city, your village, and they've come into your home. Let's think about this from the perspective of the homeowner. And Jesus has instructed his disciples, you go into that house and the Amplified Bible says you pronounce a blessing on it. This blessing of peace. And it says if there's somebody worthy of peace, if a son of peace, if somebody who loves peace is there, then that blessing will reside on that house. He said, but if they're not, if they don't love peace, in other words, if they're not a peaceful person, he said, the blessing is going to come back. It won't rest there. All of a sudden, I'm thinking about this scripture from the perspective of the one who owns the home. Man, what would happen if one of the disciples or somebody the Lord sent came into our home and tried to pronounce the blessing of peace on our home? Well, I want that blessing. I want that blessing of peace on my house. Well, how do I get it? According to Jesus, to have and receive the blessing of peace on and in my home, I have to love peace. I have to be a peaceful person. See, this is now, now we're talking about the atmosphere of your home. We're talking about having an atmosphere of faith and love, but you can't disconnect the peace of God from this. If we'd had time, I'd take you through multiple translations because it's really powerful the way the Lord really spells it all out. But all I know in looking back at this is that I want to be a son of peace, a lover of peace. 
a peaceful person where when somebody steps into my home and pronounces that blessing, that my house is a place that can receive it and that blessing will stay. And if you were to look, we won't take the time, but if you were to look back through the rest of this account here in Luke 10, Jesus talks to them about going into a place and he said, there will be people that hear you and they receive you, but there will be other people that will not hear you and that will reject you. He's talking to them about the people that they're ministering to hearing the word that they preach. He said, if you go into a place and they don't hear you and they don't receive you, here's what you do. You stand up, you shake the dust off and you go on. You put all this together and you realize, okay, how do I have, how do we have a home where the blessing of the peace of God can reside? Well, put it together with what Jesus said. It has to be a place that's open to the word that receives the word, that hears the word. And I think you mentioned this before. If you constantly have video games going and television going and just loud noise all the time, and it's not, the, the, there's not a constant stream of the word of God in your home, I promise you this, it is not mm -mm. a peaceful place. Mm -mm. Am I right about that? The, the most important thing is not just playing all the time. The most important thing is the Word of God, putting it first place in our homes and making sure that every window of opportunity that we have, that we look through, that we open and we speak into our children's lives, those windows are not always open. Yeah. And if you can sense the Spirit of God dealing with you, this is an opportunity. Talk with them. Every morning, start off your day. Go turn praise and worship on. Put it on in the car on the way to school. Go before bed at night. Pray together. We pray together every night, every night. And now our kids speak up and they want to pray for their friends. I mean, it's a powerful time with God. They'll always remember that. They'll remember our devotions together. They'll remember our times that we said, I still remember times my dad would sit down and talk to me about the Lord and about encounters and times in his presence when he was in Bible school. And I'll never forget how the presence of God just filled up the room as he talked about God. And that's how it should be. We have to talk about him. You know, oh, come magnify the Lord with yeah. me, the psalmist said. Let us exalt his name together. That's not just in the church. That's in the home. Yeah. And you got to turn off a video game. We were in the car the other day and I told the kids, guys, we got to turn the video games off. Open up your eyes, lift them up. Look at the mountains outside. Look at the majesty of God. You've got to have a downtime. You got to have a moment where you can hear from him and experience his presence. Mm -hmm. You got to be quiet, be still and know that he is God. Our generation is just so busy all the time. If we're not doing something or staying busy, we're, we don't know what to do with ourselves. That should not be the case. We should be able to sit down and be quiet and be still and know that He is God. If you want that blessing of peace to reside and stay on your home, then you're going to have to have a home that is open and receptive to the Word of God. Just turn it on. I mean, flip it on your, te your television or your phone or something. Just have the Word going. If it's while you're standing there cooking, if it's while the kids are doing homework, just have the Word going. Uh, we've got this great picture of the kids uh, from just a few weeks ago. I think you took it without them realizing. We were watching church on TV. We had church on the television in the living room one night on a Friday night. 
and we got a picture of the kids standing there beside the couch with their hands raised in worship. And you can see the pastor on the screen worshiping. And it's like you're having church right there in the middle of the living room, but what are you doing? You are inviting the peace of God mm -hmm. to fill up your home. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.